Welcome to People in Place. My name is Mason. I just returned from a trip visiting a friend in Ontario, and while I was there, he asked if I'd be willing to share with the youth group that he runs. And I said, sure. While we were there and the night of youth group, uh, there was a big snowstorm that came in and they ended up canceling. So I put it in some prep, put in some time to thinking about this, uh, what I wanted to share, the series they were going uh, through or kind of getting people to share around related to uh, work and how do we work. worship God in all forms of our our work in our daily lives and sort of taking the attention away from the famous biblical characters or popular Christians and uh, looking at the common folk as an example of how can we orient our lives in ways that um, align ourselves with God's kingdom. So for those of you who aren't of uh, Christian affiliation, uh, maybe feel free to skip this one. I'm going to be doing some uh, Bible reading, and it's not going to be too in-depth or too nerdy um, because this was targeted toward a youth group. Uh, but I wanted to be able to share it and let the prep that I put into it not uh, go to waste. So I, I hope you enjoy it, and uh, here it is. So... Introducing myself, uh, I grew up in a small rural town in northeastern Alberta, and my family was fairly middle class. We grew up with our needs being met, uh, playing sports, being able to uh, travel for sports, and uh, the town was an oil town, so there was some boom and bust, but uh, the family I grew up in was fairly consistent. My parents were hardworking, my grandparents were hardworking, and I had this example set for me from a very young age of how or why is hard work important. And so all these influences in my life shaped who I eventually became and who I'm still becoming. And even though there's a lot of influence from the landscape I grew up in, the economic situation I grew up in, and the relationships I was part of as I grew up. Uh, all these things are part of my identity, but I don't uh, ascribe to the idea that they are the most important thing about my identity. And side note for the podcast listeners, <laughs> this is where it gets pretty Christian, just as a heads up. So the most important aspect of my identity I see as the identity I have in Christ. And from what I've heard uh, of previous speakers and people who have shared with the, the youth group, they discussed a lot of how we are participants in the production that is bringing heaven and earth or bringing about new heaven and new earth. And so this is where I'm going to read uh, Matthew 6, 9 to 13 from the CEV translation, uh, because I think this is the simplest call to faith and action that we have in the Bible for Christians. So here is what Jesus says. You should pray like this. Our Father in heaven, help us to honor your name. Come and set up your kingdom. 
so that everyone on earth will obey you, as you are obeyed in heaven. Give us our food for today. Forgive us for wrongdoing, as we forgive others. Keep us from being tempted, and protect us from evil. So it's these words from Jesus, which are commonly referred to as the Lord's Prayer. I really enjoyed this translation of it because I think it says it quite plainly. It it says, uh, "Come and set up your kingdom," and so that everyone on earth will obey you. And a lot of people have problems with the word "obey," but I think this uh, in this situation it means like align our lives with the perfection and the um, wholeness that Jesus, uh, God, is uh, or originally intended for creation. And then as someone who really enjoys uh, aspiring to be a full-time food producer, uh, it says, give us our food for today. And this is where I think it also relates to work. A lot of the times we can get caught up in our work, trying to work for more and more and more, while we're simply told to just pray for our food for this day. The following, there's some following verses. There's a section uh, in verse 19, or at verse 19, that is called Treasures in Heaven. So I'm going to read this one, and then there's further down verse 24 and then verse 25 to the end of the book or to the end of the chapter that I'm going to read. And I think this will give us uh, more of a jumping off point to then relate this scripture to how it impacts the way we set up our lives around work and career and vocation. So here it is. Don't store up treasures on earth. Moths and rust can destroy them, and thieves can break in and steal them. Instead, store up your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust cannot destroy them, and thieves cannot break in and steal them. Your heart will always be where your treasure is. Skipping to verse 24. You cannot be the slave of two masters. You will like one more than the other, or may be loyal to one uh, more than the other. You cannot serve both God and money. And the next section is called worry. I tell you not to worry about your life. Don't worry about having something to eat, drink, or wear. Isn't life more than food and clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They don't plant or harvest. They don't even store grains in barns. Yet your Father in heaven takes care of them. Aren't you worth much more than birds? Can worry make you live longer? Why worry about clothes? Look how the wildflowers grow. They don't work hard to make their clothes, but I tell you that Solomon, with all his wealth, wasn't as well clothed as one of them. God gives such beauty to everything that grows in the fields, even though it is here today and thrown into a fire tomorrow. God will surely do even more for you. Why do you have such little faith? Don't worry and ask yourselves, Will we have anything to eat? Will we have anything to drink? Will we have any clothes to wear? Only people who don't know God are always worrying about such things. Your Father in heaven knows you need all of these. But more than anything else, 
Put God's work first and do what he wants. Then the other things will be yours as well. Don't worry about tomorrow. It will take care of itself. You have enough to worry about today. So that was a pretty long section of the Bible. And I'm going to rewind to the portion on storing our treasures in heaven. I think this is a pretty obvious connection in terms of work and our careers and how we set up our days. As, uh, at least for me, it makes me think, am I dedicating all my time and energy into acquiring things? Am I browsing Marketplace or Kijiji or uh, online shopping or even going to stores and using my valuable time for the sake of acquiring things that will eventually break down and be destroyed? thinking of my the things that I own already that I really value am I holding those up too highly a really helpful way that I've begun to think about owning things is that I'm merely stewarding them I'm merely looking after them during the time that I own them and rather than being possessive about what we have it's allowed me to also be a lot more generous, Generous, I think, in sharing what I own, or at least uh, aspiring to be more generous. And it has helped me not hold on to them so tightly. If something gets wrecked, yes, there's the un- unfortunate reality that that monetary uh, cost into making that is now lost, but... I- I'm not going to be as devastated as I, as I once was because I'm merely stewarding it. If any devastation is occurring, it is because I did not steward it well enough. I did not care for it in a way that it would bring longevity. And then we move to the money section, which most of us work for money. And so it only makes sense for us to look at how does Jesus tell us to think about this made up (laughs) exchange of currency rather than exchanging of goods so we cannot be a slave to masters this is a pretty jarring uh, proclamation Uh, the slave imagery is uh, for me at least uh, creates a, a pretty strong visual of okay well What am I serving? What am I spending? What am I giving my energy to? Um, And once again, is the work that I am choosing to do or aspiring to do solely based on money? This past summer or fall, sorry, I was switching jobs to be an educational assistant again, but this time in Alberta instead of the Yukon. And in Alberta, the base wage of a educational assistant is about $10 less than it was in Whitehorse. And this was really shocking to me because it's not like the work got easier. It's not like I had less responsibilities. It was the same, essentially the same job, but a lot less pay. And it really took a lot for me to shift my mindset out of doing the job for the original purposes of why I got into it was to care for kids who have struggles going through a system that I also had struggles with and still to this day disagree with a lot. And 
and it switched it to like, oh, I'm not getting properly compensated for the work I'm doing. And this was, this created a lot of resentment toward the work and a lot of, I think, bitterness toward the, the system of Alberta education <laughs> more than there might have been before, just because I was even more aware of uh, how poorly people who do this challenging work are paid. But then I had to catch myself because it was like, okay, am I, am I serving God or am I serving money? Or am I, yeah, worshiping money in the work that I do? And this is a hard, uh, hard check to put ourselves through. And the last large section is about worry. And if, uh, for the podcast listeners, for those of you who've been following my work for any amount of time, you may have heard me talk about how I have uh, or I experience a lot of anxiety uh, through life. And because of this, these verses are particularly challenging for me. The only reason I think I stick around for them is because of the amount of nature imagery <laughs> throughout them, uh, which really like sucks me in and it allows me for it allows me to uh, walk through the forest and think about these kind of verses when I see a bird flying through the, the trees or uh, seeing sprouts emerging from the snow. It uh, gives me peace to be reminded not not to worry. And again, bringing this back to, to work. I think we can worry a lot about how are we going to afford the things we need for our families? How are we going to clothe them, feed them? And these are valid concerns, but I think we need to sometimes surrender those to trusting that there will be provisional care provided to us, whether that be uh, through our families, through our uh, community relationships, or if it'll be some sort of divine intervention. I think when we are submitting our needs to to God, that they will be provided for. And I've seen this time and time again, especially through work. As someone who has had a, a lot of different jobs, I see continually how I'm being provided for and how I'm given these opportunities to work in these different contexts. And that, to me, is a huge testament to remaining faithful in that I don't need to worry as much as I do. And this is an ongoing process for me. Worry is persistent, but I'm still working through it. And so... With looking at treasures in heaven and money and worry, that leads me to thinking, like, how are we going to structure our lives so that we are not storing up our treasures in heaven, not worshiping uh, the God of money, and not then worrying about how are we going to be provided for? And I've broken down our days <laughs> into three sections. So we have sort of an eight, eight, and eight. Eight hours of uh, work. So we start off our days most of the time. The average person starts off with work, and that's generally about eight hours. 
And then we have the next eight hours, which is leisure or prior commitments. So this could be going out into nature or relaxing, watching TV or appointments or grocery shopping or paying bills. That falls into our second category of leisure and commitments. And then our third one is rest. And out of these three, the one that I think most people do a great job at, well, a decent job at, is uh, rest. We generally like to make sure that we are not falling apart emotionally and mentally due to lack of rest. And this is the most passive one, I think. But because of that, I think we're also able to be intentional about it in a way that also is more respectful, not respectful, um, glorifying to God. And thinking back to how we're orienting our days, for me uh, to see the needs of people that I work with, the needs of other relationships that I have, um, I know that I'm resting well and using my time wisely in my leisure when that becomes easier. So if I'm noticing that I, my thoughts are consumed by about me and not other people, then I need to reassess how I'm spending my rest time and my leisure time so that I have the energy to then want to help others and be a, attentive to their needs. And I think the, the work that we choose to do, so those first eight hours I discussed, really plays a big role in this as well. Is the job that we're doing uh, draining us of the energy so where we have to um, be very intentional and proactive in our leisure and rest? Uh, or maybe we don't even think that we can recover from the work that we do. I know for me, working in a job that requires a lot of uh, empathy and patience and um, kindness throughout the day, I sometimes come home and it's challenging for me to maintain those things with the people I love. I know when I first became an EA, I was quite irritable at the end of the day with Celine, uh, because I just spent the entire day of uh, being very patient and caring for <laughs> students who uh, did everything they could to make that challenging for you. And so whether you choose to be uh, a banker or a lawyer or a nurse or any other of those trades or any of the trades, <laughs> um, I think being intentional with how you, how, how you use your energy in those jobs um, so that you're able to continue serving the larger community and continue loving others in Christ-like ways is very important. And just a side note for the podcast listeners, I've gone down a few tangents that weren't in the original <laughs> the original script because this was originally, or this was supposed to be uh, only 10 minutes and we're coming up on 20. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to conclude here. 
so to summarize, by structuring our hours, our days, our weeks, and our months in ways that are focused on doing work that does not entirely drain us uh, so that during our leisure and rest times we're able to recover and we're still able to uh, serve others and love others during probably that leisure time and, and throughout work, but throughout the whole time, is really important. And so I want to encourage everyone to orient our lives in a way that focuses on bringing about the new kingdom and new earth, uh, new heaven and new earth that Christ alludes to and points directly to <laughs> throughout the Gospels. How can we take our days and let them be examples to the world around us of the holiness and the wholeness <laughs> that we aspire to create on earth? And that's what I plan to share with the youth group and a little bit more. Uh, thinking back on it and reflecting on just what I shared, um, I want to get better <laughs> at sharing and preparing sort of mini messages, uh, whether that's based on uh, the Bible or on other texts that I've been reading. Very much so like this podcast has pushed me to do. But looking at the amount of prep that I put into this, I think it can be better. And I think I want to put preparation, more preparation, into this podcast. Like I did with this uh, message. So that's something for you all to look forward to, I suppose. <laughs> With that all said, thanks for listening again. I hope you enjoyed it. If anything resonated with you or you think someone might in, uh, relate to anything I shared, please share it with them. It helps a lot. I just saw today how many people are subscribed on Spotify and it's pretty blown away by the number. Uh, it's nothing spectacular, but it's way more than I expected. So uh, if you want to get in touch with me, the my contact information is in the description of this episode and you can follow along with all my other work at masonunra.com which is also in the description so i hope you have a wonderful week peace <laughs>